Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the Female Health Podcast. I'm Mary Jo, your host, and thank you so much for joining me this week again for another episode. Um, I just want to say again, I really appreciate you all listening um, and downloading the episodes and sharing them. And it means so much that you are taking the time to listen and seeming, seemingly enjoying them as well, which is the most important thing. Um. Before I get into this week's episode, I just want to make you aware of a few things that you can um, get access through my website. So mjnutrition.ie, www.mjnutrition.ie. Um, you can get access to the Know Your Flow Masterclass for free. So when you sign up to that, you get immediate access to download the, the Masterclass. And um, this is going to be really helpful for you if you've got any period problems at all, or just want to get to know your cycle a bit more, understand the flow of your, your, your menstrual cycle cycle and uh, the different stages of it and managing period pain and things like that so it um it's gonna be really beneficial for you and um, you just can sign up through that on my website. Uh, also, if you have PCOS, you may be interested in joining the PCOS Masterclass. And that's $19.99, available on my website also. Um, and that, again, is going to be a great starting point for you. Um, it gives kind of the five basic principles behind um, taking control of your PCOS, basically. And um, I really hope to break that down as simply as possible in like an hour masterclass. But uh, it is a great starting point if you are maybe just after getting diagnosed or you have it for a while, but you haven't really got a handle on it and would just like to have some understanding of what to do. So um, that's also available on my website. You can get both access to these through the link in my bio on Instagram as well, MJ Nutrition. And uh, and if you would like to kind of go further than that and you really want to take a handle on your PCOS, then you can join my PCOS group coaching as well. And that is um, the way I'm working with my PCOS clients in that they are part of a group a community of like-minded women who've got PCOS. Uh, you get the opportunity to be coached by me and also uh, learn from other women as well who are going through the exact same experiences as you. Um, because it can feel quite lonely when you've got PCOS, I know for me that was the case I would have loved to be in part of community and um they like I wasn't the only one who had PCOS and going through all the struggles like not getting a regular period the XX hair growth all those symptoms like struggling to lose weight as well so um I think that's one of the main reasons I wanted to set this up uh, you get to become part of my members area as well through my website and there's more resources there for you to get access to and you're part of a private group too so you get um, access to me uh, through that private group as well so I can always help you um, if you're stuck throughout the week as well so we have weekly um, coaching calls weekly discussions um, and different learning topics are, are covered each week as well so definitely worth it if you are um 
you know, really wanting to get a handle on your PCOS and you've been struggling with it maybe for a while or you're just newly diagnosed and just want to, you need some support. Um, so if this is something you're interested in as well, you can um, book in for a call with me through the link in my bio on Instagram or just send me an email as well. I you I can um, get back to you on that. So mary-jo at mjnutrition.ie. But what I'll do is I'll leave all the details for this in the show notes. So this week, I'm going to get into talking about PCOS and inflammation. So PCOS and inflammation pretty much go hand in hand together. Um, you don't really have one without the other. Um, so I'm not talking about like inflammatory PCOS um, or you know, putting you into a box of having um, this your type of PCOS, inflammatory PCOS. Regardless of what type of PCOS you have, you there will be some degree of inflammation, just like you will have some degree of insulin resistance, most likely as well. So um, again, this isn't about putting you into a box and thinking that's all you have to look after um, and, you know, pigeonholing yourself into this rouge and that rouge only. So this is just about um, inflammation in general that occurs in PCOS and what we want to um, what we want to manage. So um, what we want to do basically is find ways of lowering inflammation and recognizing where there may be some inflammation in your life. It doesn't just come from the foods you eat, it comes from your um, your lifestyle, your environment, everything. Um, so firstly, if you've got inflammation on PCOS, you may have like other symptoms as well so like you may not have these but they if you have a high level of inflammation going on you may have some of these symptoms like IBS or more digestive issues like bloating gas diarrhea constipation mixture both um, and just a lot of uncomfortableness in your digestive area and then you may have fatigue uh, unexplained fatigue uh, headaches and joint pain skin issues like eczema or psoriasis as well they can all manifest as signs of inflammation and maybe more chronic inflammation that's occurring for quite a while. But again, you may you will have some level of inflammation with PCOS anyway. Um, so what is inflammation firstly? Inflammation is a good thing when we need it to help us uh, fight against infections and diseases like cancer. So we don't fear inflammation. It's not a bad thing or a bad word. Um, but like anything, too much of something is not good. So whenever there's too much inflammation, that's when um, these inflammatory messengers basically get involved in areas that they shouldn't. So they disrupt different areas of the body. So every single disease that we have is a result of that there's inflammation involved. So heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, all of those have a degree of inflammation. Similarly with PCOS, there is inflammation occurring. So what's happening is that um, these inflammatory messengers are blocking hormone receptors that are involved in, um, that are in your ovaries or um, are is involved in making progesterone. Um, they increase the production and then of other hormones like estrogen and testosterone. So they're raising your androgens, they're stopping you from ovulating. And these are all the, the, the factors involved to create a PCOS type environment. So when you're blocking ovulation, you're not getting a period, you're raising more androgens like your testosterone, and that's causing you to get excess hair growth. It's causing you to get acne. It's also driving uh, insulin resistance. Um, and this is like a vicious cycle because inflammation drives insulin resistance and insulin resistance drives inflammation. So it's just a vicious cycle occurring. But again, all contributing to this PCOS nightmare as such basically so basically we 
to get a handle on your PCOS, you need to be managing both insulin resistance and your inflammation as well. But when you manage one, you're helping manage the other. So don't panic and think, how am I going to manage everything? It's so, there's so much to manage. When you manage by following say the principles that I work on in my group coaching um, and even in the master classes, you can man- you basically know understand how to support both in a much easier way without thinking you're doing too much at once basically. So you're by supporting say insulin and supporting inflammation um sorry so by supporting one you're you're helping the other is what I'm trying to basically say um but the ways that I would do that is is quite simple and uh, one way is blood sugar balance and that's my key one of the most important things that I teach and help you get to grips with because once you get to grips with this you start to lower your insulin levels and therefore you lower inflammation so you're helping everything that contributes to PCOS and if you don't understand about insulin resistance and PCOS I have done an episode on that uh, I think it's only two episodes ago um, so check that one out as well, just to learn a little bit more about insulin resistance uh, and PCOS. Um, okay, so <clears throat> how do we kind of support insulin, re- sorry, inflammation? Um, and how do we reduce inflammation? First thing um, and the most obvious um, one would be to lower your sugar intake, lower your alcohol intake and lower your intake of vegetable oils, especially highly processed vegetable oils. Um, so reducing sugars, it doesn't mean you need to go sugar free or go carb free, not by any means, but reducing your sugar intake from lots of sweets, cakes, ice creams, um, fizzy drinks or soda and um, that kind of thing foods that are highly concentrated in glucose and fructose and other additives in there they just drive inflammation and also these foods also uh, drive the growth of bacteria in your gut and then your gut also drives inflammation as well so or imbalanced gut bacteria drives inflammation shall I, sh- should I say um so we want to be really looking at these areas first and foremost and um, you know if you're starting your morning off with maybe a bowl of sugary cereal um or you're putting lots of sugar in your coffee um and then you're having maybe a, a bun at lunch with a sugary tea um and then maybe you're having a bar of chocolate after your dinner and so on like if there's just a lot of chocolate or sweets or sugary drinks throughout your day then starting at this area and reducing those would be a great starting point. So switching up your sugar intake for um, maybe more whole grain versions of cereals and that would lower your sugar intake or switching to oatmeal or Weetabix. Um, Reducing your sugar intake by making sure you're actually not craving sugar so balancing your blood sugars and that's what that would really help with when you balance your blood sugars you don't crave sugar as much so if you constantly are needing chocolate and sweets it's a sign that your blood sugars are imbalanced so you have to get on top of your blood sugar levels in order to reduce the amount of sugars that you're actually eating so a really simple way of doing this is by combining a protein and fat combination with your meal and some carbohydrates like particularly like a whole grain version or complex carbohydrates so they basically are are ones that you would find find sorry in the brown versions of foods and also your root and starchy vegetables so they contain um more fiber in them so they don't have as much sugar and they release more slowly into your bloodstream so they don't give as rise to many cravings and this then results in you not wanting as much sugar so 
I always try to approach this by not restricting sugar from your diet. I include chocolate daily. I recommend my clients to do the same. There's no need to cut out the foods that you enjoy, but you don't want to be controlled by these cravings and controlled by I need chocolate. I can't survive without having my chocolate every single day. I like to include chocolate as part of my day, but I don't feel like I have to have this chocolate. And if I don't, I will be just craving it. And that's the place you want to get to. I was once at a place where I literally could not go a day without having a bar or two or three of chocolate. Um, I constantly had cravings. And again, this was because I just had no handle on my blood sugars. And this is so fundamental to supporting any type of PCOS that you have and lowering inflammation. So um, by getting on top of balancing your blood sugars, you're able to include the foods that you like, but they don't take control of you. This also helps you have a much better and much healthier relationship with food as well. Um, so that'll be tip number one, basically. And that's what I really cover in my group coaching in a big extent. Then alcohol is an obvious one, but it does drive inflammation. There's toxins in alcohol, which drives inflammation. There's sugars in it. It also disrupts the microbiome, so your gut um, environment, basically. And it gives rise to maybe more unhealthy bacteria. And this, again, will drive inflammation too. So again, not about cutting out alcohol. I certainly enjoy alcohol. I include it as part of my lifestyle. Um, not everyone has to or needs to. Um, or you, it's not a necessary part of your life. But if you enjoy it, by no means, you don't need to quit it. However, just reducing your intake, not maybe drinking in the evenings after work, if you're stressed and maybe starting to look at your stress levels instead and other ways of managing that, just not relying on it so much. And, um, you know, if you know that you are going to be drinking alcohol, maybe really looking at your nutrition that week and the week after as well, upping it, supporting the gut with good, healthy fruits and vegetables and fiber. And that can really be helpful. Lots of leafy greens uh, as much as you can the week and the week after. We should be eating those anyway, but maybe even more so uh, if we're drinking alcohol, just to help maybe compensate a little bit for the inflammatory effects and support the liver, reduce the, uh, the burden that alcohol plays on it um, then looking at your vegetable oil intake so like lots of vegetable oils like margarine um hydrogenated fats that are found in processed cakes and pastries and things like that so all the nice stuff that we can enjoy moderately but just not having them every single day they contain fats that really do sus- disrupt our our triglyceride levels and our blood lipid levels and um, but also they drive inflammation as well uh, like canola oil sunflower oil other vegetable oils too much of those are not good for the um, levels of inflammation in our body too so switching to um like the likes of extra virgin olive oil and um, a little bit of grass-fed butter a little bit of coconut oil again keeping your fats moderate but having fats as part of your diet is really important just not having too much um So they would be the main first areas to really look at firstly and recognize where you may be having some information in your in your diet in your life basically uh, based on that and where can you make improvements from there. some tips really getting involved getting a more um mediterranean style diet or leaning towards a more mediterranean style diet sorry is really beneficial so this has been proving extensively to have lower inflammation for most diseases so for cancers for um, diabetes heart disease lowering cholesterol um, and also for pcos as well so a mediterranean style diet is one which is composed of lots of fruits and vegetables they are made up of so many um anti-inflammatory benefits they've got anti 
antioxidants which helps to reduce inflammation um, and they basically are full the, the colors the more color and variety you can get in your diet the better because each of those colors exerts individual properties that have unique benefits for lowering inflammation so the more you get the better so purples dark reds dark green dark greens and um, oranges uh, red yellow the whole lot of those colors are so so beneficial for your um your health in general but for getting those anti-inflammatory benefits um into your body then um it's made up of like lean proteins so the likes of your just like chicken, eggs, uh, dairy can be included as part of a Mediterranean style diet, uh, low fat dairy if you're having fats from other sources like butter and um, coconut oil and say cheese and things like that. Um, so a moderate amount of dairy, not huge amounts, um, a little bit of red meat, but not a huge amount. So once a week, um, uh, then your legumes. So beans and pulses like lentils chickpeas and all those kind of things so they're really really beneficial as well then of course your fats are a big part of an anti-inflammatory or mediterranean style diet avocados extra virgin olive oil olives themselves and they're hugely beneficial and then oily fish too so they oily fish themselves exert anti-inflammatory properties through their fats that they contain they um help to balance and reduce inflammation so Leaning towards that style of a diet is hugely beneficial for your overall health and for PCOS. Um, supporting your digestive health as well is really important. So as I say, um, the more balanced your gut environment is, so you want to be leaning towards more what's called friendly bacteria versus unfriendly bacteria. So um, really supporting that healthy digestive tract is going to be super beneficial for lowering inflammation. The more friendly bacteria you have, the less inflammation that there will be. Uh, the more unfriendly, the more inflammatory type symptoms you're going to feel. Um, and again, this doesn't mean you're going to have digestive issues, but you may have like the likes of acne. And um, you may have uh, skin issues, uh, other skin issues like eczema or psoriasis. Um, you could have joint pain, fatigue, things like that. So really looking at your gut health is hugely, hugely important. So again, like I said earlier, reducing a lot of processed sugar or high amounts of sugar in your diet, uh, getting more veg and starches into your diet. So root vegetables, baby potatoes, sweet potatoes. Um, oh God, my brain's gone blank. I can't think of the other one, like beetroot, carrots, um, things like that. And then the other vegetables like so just fruits and vegetables in general um of course reducing your your drugs intake so antibiotics are going to disrupt your microbiome so obviously when you need them they're great but not to be overly reliant on them taking a lot of anti-inflammatory medication too can affect your gut microbiome and the pill as well can affect it again if you're on them you're on them and you need to take them you need to take them but just to be mindful and not to be relying on them and, and overusing them, basically. Um, lowering your alcohol, again, is going to help support your gut. Uh, lowering your stress level is going to support your gut and inflammation too. Um, so definitely these are areas to look at. And then looking at the amount of environmental toxins that are in your um environment as such so these are endocrine disruptors and um, so they alter the function of your hormonal system and they can include pesticides metals pollutants that are found and then things that are found in beauty products as well so again it's going to be very hard to avoid all of the environmental toxins that are it's in our world unfortunately at the moment however minimizing your exposure 
So um, switching to um, glass lunch boxes and reducing the amount of plastics in your everyday house in your kitchen etc even changing up your candles to maybe soy candles rather than say your typical Yankees which would have a lot of um, toxins in them Uh, beauty products so there are some products that would be known for having less um, environmental toxins in them and you can look up the dirty dozen endocrine disruptors and read up on those so that could be helpful as well if you want to kind of look into areas that you could help to reduce your environmental exposure or your endocrine disruptors in your in your life but they basically they can directly affect your thyroid and your ovaries uh, even at small doses and similarly they impair impair the removal of estrogen from the body so we have a build up of this estrogen which again when it is reabsorbed back into the bloodstream can cause talk not toxic effects but it can form into more potent forms which can give rise to symptoms like acne and excess hair growth and then hair loss and um, so things like that so yeah basically there are some of the key areas to consider if you are really looking at managing your PCOS and lowering your inflammation and these are important areas to look at and are going to be a key in reducing your symptoms and reversing it because remember it is possible to reverse your PCOS it is possible to manage it and get a handle on it um and yes it it can always be there you do have to manage it for um for for life basically but finding out how to do this and understanding that it's possible makes it a lot easier and know that it's not that overwhelming once you get on top of it and um, maybe you do need support with that that's what the likes of myself can do um, in my PCOS group coaching program I also do take on clients on a one-to-one basis as well if that's something that you would prefer to do work with me on a one-to-one level again you can find out more about that on my Instagram and if you go into the link in my bio you can just book a call in with me and we can have a, a chat as well but um that's pretty much it on inflammation and PCOS for this week's episode. Um, again, I hope you found this helpful. Uh, if you did enjoy it, please leave a review on iTunes. I would very much appreciate it. It does help the podcast. It helps more people be able to hear it as well. Um, so leave a rating and a review would be super. And uh, also sharing it on social media is also really beneficial as well. More people get to hear it and it does well for the podcast too. So I can keep um, keep sharing more episodes for you. Um, also, I'm happy to hear any topics you'd like me to cover so always send me a message um, on Instagram or uh, email as well if you have anything you'd like me to cover um, but for now that's it thank you again for listening and I'll be back again with another episode soon